It's time for the uh, twice awarded, uh, internationally awarded uh, segment on radio we call California Wine Country, brought to you by Bottle Barn. Uh, my co-host, of course, Dan Berger, back with us. Hello, Sal. How are you, Sal? I'm good. Uh, today we're featuring uh, Jay Pedrincelli, uh, and man, we love them. Good to see Julie again. Hi, Julie. Hi there. Great to be here. And Ed is here. I'm the Ed in Pedrincelli. She's she's the Pedrincelli in Pedrincelli, but I decided to you know, wheedle my way in there. Explain. So what do you do at Pedrincelli? Um, I got my job the old-fashioned way. I've been married to Julie for about 27 years. That'll work. And I do sales and marketing uh, for the winery. Well, Kathy's my former wife, and she's uh, we're business partners, and uh, she's executive producer of the show. So. Yeah. Um, okay, so much to talk about here. Um, before we get into the whole Pedrincelli family and all the great wines they've done for so many years, Dan, you brought a rosé here from, what, New Zealand? <laughs> yeah, New Zealand rosé. It's a little soft, a little sweet. Um, it's from Mount Beautiful. Which oh, is I like the actual, sound of that. A, an actual location in North Canterbury. Uh, North Canterbury is just to the north of Christchurch, which is still digging out after the earthquakes. Um, but uh, no North Canterbury is a region of Australia that's going of uh, New Zealand that's going to be very well regarded in the next couple of years for rosé or otherwise other everything it's going to be really? Pinot Noir country Chardonnay country it's going to be there's going to be about 15 different opportunities for wines from that region we tasted a North Canterbury Cabernet Franc the other day that was from down, down there that's fabulous so no North Canterbury is an area of uh, South Island of New Zealand that's going to be very popular and this little rosé is from Mount Beautiful and it's it's tasty. It's interesting. Um, it's, I, You're right. It's sweet, but it's not too sweet. And I love the nose. Yeah, the nose is gorgeous. It's got that ripe cherry flavor in it. Really pretty wine. And a little soft. And you'd uh, want to put this with some Thai food, some really spicy Thai food. I like it. Uh, yeah. Julie, your thoughts? It is very tasty. And I've never tried. This is my first time trying a New Zealand Rosé, so thanks, Dan, for bringing this along. It's very yeah. tasty. They typically leave a little sugar because of all the acidity they have. They have lots of acidity in New Zealand. Wow. I, I do like this. It's pretty. At first I thought on the palate it might be too sweet for me, but uh, no. It's it gets better when you have it with really heavily yeah, spiced foods. I can imagine. I had a um, an oyster shooter in in Maui one time. It was a little oyster in a shot glass with some ponzu. A little, a little dot of wasabi on the side of the shot glass. Um, had that with it was actually with our rosé, but I think this this would be beautiful with it. It was quite possibly one of the most fun food and wine combinations I'd ever had. And I've I've since tried to f figure out what was that amazing combination. And it was the brininess, <laughs> it was the soy sauce, the the ponzu, it was the wasabi. But it could quite possibly have been the location. That made it could be, it could be. The, That's always something to consider. <laughs> Definitely. All right, Pedrin Shelley, uh, Julie uh, Pedrin Shelley is here along with her husband Ed St. John. Let's start with the. Uh, oh, and Sajiv is here, the owner of Bottle Barn. Good to see you, buddy. Hey, great to be on the show. Thank you. It's been a while. Uh, Bottle Barn bringing you the award-winning, uh, internationally award-winning California wine country every week. Uh, 
Julie, start with the uh, right from the beginning. How many years has it been? When did Pedrincelli? It's just an amazing story. That's all I know. Well, I'll certainly be happy. It it started with my grandparents, Giovanni and Julia Pedrincelli, who serendipitously bought a shuttered winery, 25 acres of Zinfandel, and a home in the middle of Prohibition. And supported the family by selling the grapes uh, because at that time, of course, everybody has heard there's a uh, head of households could make 200 gallons of wine. I want everybody to think about that for a moment. That's 84 <laughs> cases of wine. That's one happy family every year. And they then, of course, once repeal rolled around, uh, my grandfather actually applied for the original bonded winery number 113 um, with the original family and received it from the government. And we went in, dusted everything off and went into the winemaking business. The next generation, my Uncle John, who was uh, the winemaker and head of, of uh, the great growing, and my dad, Jim, head of sales and marketing. And they split the business beautifully between the two of them and had a business partnership of over 60 years. And uh, then there's the third generation. So I'm part of that. Ownership uh, basically has transferred. Now we're at second, third, and fourth generation. Um, all family members, all involved, uh, and all happily marketing our wines or growing the grapes or working in the vineyard, however however each one of us uh, does best. And how did you, Julie, uh, besides, well, obviously the family, uh, that's why you're in the wine business, that's how you learned, but did you uh, study? Did you go to Davis or Fresno or anywhere else to... You know, I did study, but I didn't study anything about wine. I was an English major with a writing emphasis. So I was uh, headed in another direction completely. And one day I was helping out my sister, who um, was the tasting room manager at the time, and she uh, was going to have a baby. So I ended up working in the tasting room, and my dad approached me one day and said, do you think you'd ever come to work at the winery? And I was really missing Sonoma County and, of course, the home. And so I decided that I'd make a little change in direction and uh, ended up at the winery. So I'm now 30, almost 30, 32 years wow. working for the family business. And talk about an iconic name yeah. and an icon- <laughs> iconic family in the wine world, uh, Dan. Long-term uh, commitment to Sonoma County and in particular Dry Creek Valley, which is a really wonderful area of the world. It's I mean, at the time that uh, you guys got involved there, Dry Creek was really remote. Nobody knew anything about where it was. Um, you're way out there. and um, But it's a wonderful region. It does have a long history with Sauvignon Blanc, with Zinfandel, and with a lot of mixed red uh, uh, vineyards, vineyards that were planted haphazardly, um, was once told a, a story by a wonderful grower out there in the Dry Creek. It said, well, uh, if this uh, vine that just just died over here, this uh, this was a Cabernet vine, and it just died. This hole in the ground doesn't like Cabernet. We'll put something else in here instead. And so after a while, all the vines that died were replaced with stuff that didn't, that weren't of the original heritage. <laughs> right. <laughs> Interesting. Dan, Dan mentioned, you know, being sort of a remote area, and I like to joke that <clears throat> Julie and I grew up in Dry Creek before it was the Dry Creek Valley. Uh, it really w- it was Dry Creek. That's where yeah. when we were kids. It was Dry Creek. Yeah. And uh, who are the winemakers? And how many divisions? Because there's J. Pedrincelli. There's Pedrincelli. I'm You know, get us uh, circled around <laughs> here so I can try and understand that. Well, 
J. Petrocelli Winery was the name, um, a corporate name for a long time, and we decided, you know, J. Petrocelli Winery on a label. Uh, we just shortened it a little bit because mm. the family name is still Petrocelli, so okay. we go by the brand Petrocelli. And so. John, your grandfather. John, there's uh, Giovanni slash John, my grandfather, was right. the first winemaker. Then my uncle John um, was the winemaker from 1948 um, until about 2014. And then he and he oversaw 60 plus vintages of winemaking at the winery. And now um, uh, he worked many years with uh, Monse Reese, and she is from Spain, and she is our, was named our winemaker in um, 2015. Okay. So wow. three winemakers in the history of the company. For 90 um, years. Uh, unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. And the first, so Monse is the first woman winemaker and, and the first non-family winemaker in 90 years. Well, as I said, iconic Sonoma County uh, family, Pedrincelli. Uh, and I believe they uh, are one of the most famous uh, Irish families here in Sonoma County. Yes, actually, Julie mentioned that, you know, the name being so long it was tough to fit on the label. I tell people that we're actually Irish but the name is so long we had to drop the O apostrophe from the label. <laughs> o Petrincelli. <laughs> my real last name is Vicario. I'm Italian as well. And, uh, yeah, my dad and his Irish buddies on uh, St. Paddy's Day used to form this thing called O Vicario's Band. <laughs> you know, he was the only Italian in it. And anyway. Uh, wow, what a story. Um, and as far as uh, Dan, the, the iconic wines of Petter and Shelley over the years, uh, oh, what styles? Just, just wonderful. Well, uh, first of all, you, you have to go back a long ways before style was really an issue. Uh, people were just simply making wine. Uh, Petter and Shelley's uh, greatest efforts were pretty much the red wines, I guess, uh, and the whites came along much later. Uh, but I think what's really fascinating was to see how that uh, local influence of Zinfandel pervaded through so many of the different blends that you've made over the years. And you've had a lot of different labels. Uh, the, the, the designs have changed over the years. But Zinfandel really was your calling card. And to a great degree, it's still the, the heart and soul of what has been at uh, Pedro Shelley's greatest uh, red wine blends over the years. Uh, even though there might be a varietal on the label, Zinfandel's usually somewhere lurking in the background there. <laughs> Definitely. It is our, yeah, we consider it not only the flagship of Dry Creek Valley, it's the flagship of Petrincelli, Zinfandel. Yeah, it's, it's about 40% of what we grow. Um, and I think probably a, a little to little less degree it getting um, sprinkled around all the tanks than it, than it was in the early days. But it's certainly, it's by far, the, it's what we do. It's what we love. It's what we drink. I, I probably drink. Ten bottles of Zinfandel, either rosé or a day or, or regular. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was going to say day. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to put a. I can relate. I'm not going to put a time frame on that. Uh, in fact, the other day I was saying, you know, we, we wine is us. I mean, it's what we do, and and we have it, you know, with dinner every day. Sometimes we have it instead of dinner, and. <laughs> <laughs> I have done that. <laughs> it is a food yeah. Wine is One food, yes, it is. <laughs> it's an entire food group. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. <laughs> Our guests today And are... it's fat-free. Exactly. In fact, well, I won't go into that, but I, I lost weight and I still uh, drink wine and uh, it hasn't affected anything. I just cut the carbs, you know. Our guests today are uh, Julie Pedrincelli St. John and her husband Ed St. John from Pedrincelli, uh, Sajiv. The owner of Bottle Barn is here, along with our good friend who's with us most weeks, uh, Barry Herps, the wine buyer at Bottle Barn. 
You guys, uh, when it comes to Pedro and Shelly at Bottle Barn, I'm sure it's huge for you folks. Yeah, we carry everything. And just got the rosé in. Uh, I think it's going to be here tomorrow. Just put that order in. And uh, Sangiovese, Zinfandel, Cabernet, Sauvignon Blanc. Merlot, Merlot, couple of cabs, yeah. couple of zins. You guys do any Chardonnays? Did I miss that? We do. Yeah, there's yeah. Chardonnays. Yeah. Of course, I've and had they, them. And, and you can get them at Bottle Barn. They have both yeah. of them. That's right. The other label, the Friends label, all yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, they're all good yeah. sellers. Bottle so. Barn's a huge supporter of Pedro and Chelly. How's everything going there, Sajiv? It's, well, how, what's it been, two uh, two years? Two years in May, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's great. It's been great. And like I've always said, you know, we've been blessed uh, with a great community, uh, with a great team. And uh, spring is here now. Summer is coming. I think we have rain of I think next few days, but after yeah. that, so yeah, that will be been it. great. And yeah, yeah, and of course uh, you do have a, an amazing crew uh, with the the folks who are in charge of spirits and beer, and of course the late great friend of all of ours, Ben Pearson, uh, one of the most iconic, and now uh, big shoes to fill. But he's shooed, uh, he's shooed them. No, shoot he's one? filled them. <laughs> he's filled them very he's well shod. as the wine buyer Barry Herp. So yeah. Yeah, very yeah, no, cool. he's, he's uh, Barry's done a great job, and it was a very smooth transition. And uh, you know, he's a very humble man, very knowledgeable, very mature. So he came into the team, and you know, we really didn't have much to give him because there was no one to hand over. And but right. you know, he really had the patience to kind to of make understand the culture, and you know, blend into the whole thing, and then understand the community, and then make the community feel as, as if there's been no gap. And that's exactly what you know Barry's done, and we're. Grateful to God uh, to get Barry. Right on. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so Ed, uh, besides marrying Julie, uh, <laughs> were you in the wine business before that? And and, and what is, you know. Yeah. You so see, what are my credentials? Seem, I've actually you had. You certainly seem like you know what you're talking about. I've so actually about. had that question asked to me at an event. Uh, this woman said, so what did you do to get your job besides marry Julie? <laughs> That's high, wow. Kind of, that's kind of I what know, I was going to ask. I know I, everybody yes. thinks that. I mean, I really, I know everybody thinks that, but I really actually did have a little bit of experience. I have, I actually grew up in Dry Creek Valley. I've lived in Sonoma County all of my life. Uh, my dad was a, a tractor mechanic for Lamson's Tractor in Geyserville yeah. all the time I was growing up. So yeah. I've been around, uh, around the industry my entire life. After it was prunes, then it became grapes. Um, so. This this has always fed me, well-fed, as you can see. Um, then I went to work. Uh, actually, Alexander Valley Vineyards was my my really? start in the wine business. I like to refer to it as the University of AVV because you get a little bit of everything and you learn a little bit of everything. I went from there. After about eight years, I, I sold winery equipment and supplies, corks. I sold about 40 million corks a year. The cork for, king. For a long time. <laughs> so the cork business was good to me, but I was ready to get out of it. And... Um, and talked to Jim, Julie's dad, and he said, well, if you're looking to make a job change, we probably have something you could fill. And so I, he said, I think you should proceed with terminating your employment. So I gave my, I gave my notice to my employer, not knowing what job I was going to do at the winery, not knowing how much I was going to earn. Only not knowing was, you were going to marry Julie. No, I was. we were already married. By oh, okay. We'd, we'd, been married, <laughs> no, we'd been married I thought four, maybe that's 14 how you or 15. Met. No, no, never mind. I, married 14 or 15 years. I'm, I'm thinking of a romantic um, thing in my head. But no, didn't it's know, didn't know what I was going to do. Didn't know how much I was going to make. I only knew that it was going to be a lot less than I was making, and I probably didn't know how to do what I was going to do. So <laughs> I uh, came to work. But I've, you know, I've known this brand all, literally all of my life. And Julie and I worked on committees and things, 
And when I was working at Alexander Valley Vineyards, one of the first things I did with our wine club there was set up a tasting at Pedrincelli. Um, mm-hmm. Because the wines were always so consistent. It was such a great family story. Um, there was just, there was this magnetism to the brand, even when I was working for, you know, a friendly competitor, but clearly a competitor. Um, and I had gone there with my dad when I was probably five wow. to buy wine to take to his cousin who had an American plan resort up on Cobb Mountain. Um, and they had a restaurant, so we would, we would take the pit and chili up, up to them. So it's just, um, that's, that's my connection to the to the winery, um, no extended study in f- from a formal standpoint, but a tremendous amount of, e- of exposure, especially to the production side. Sure. Um, which makes what I do in sales and marketing even more fun because I can, I can actually talk the details and the technical aspects of wine um, with somebody that wants to talk about it. And unlike most um, winemakers and the scientific side, I actually enjoy talking to people, so it's you know obviously it's a little little yeah. different there. Yeah, it's good to be outgoing and an extrovert <laughs> when you're in this business, especially uh, any kind of marketing yeah. and the promotion. Um, all right, we're going to take our bottom of the hour break, uh, and uh, we'll be back with California Wine Country again. Our guests today are Julie Pedrincelli St. John and her husband Ed St. John from Pedrincelli. Of course, my co-host, uh, Dan Berger, and uh, Sajiv and uh, Barrier here from Bottle Barn. Uh, we are about to taste some of the fine Pedrincelli. What did what have you brought, uh, Julie? We brought our Sauvignon Blanc 2016, mm-hmm. our Mother Clone Zin, our nice. flagship, and our Three Vineyards Cabernet Sauvignon. Beautiful. All right. We'll be back on the drive. Stay tuned. Time for the uh, twice internationally awarded California Wine Country it is brought to you by Bottle Barn. Our good friends uh, Sajiv and Barry are here from Bottle Barn. Uh, Dan Berger, of course, my co-host. And uh, from Pedrincelli Wines, uh, Julie Pedrincelli St. John and her uh, husband Ed St. John. Wonderful, lovely people. It's so good to have you in here today. And talk. we've talked about this, the iconic Pedrincelli family name in the world of wines since uh, 1927 in Sonoma County. That's right. And we have yet to taste uh, anything. So where are we here? All right, we're gonna start with our Sauvignon Blanc. It's our East Side Vineyards, where um, we farm 11 acres of Sauvignon Blanc um, just off of our um, Dry Creek Road property. It's 100% Sauvignon Blanc mm. without any oak. We have not used oak in our Sauvignon Blanc for many, many vintages. And I would say no question about that, huh, Dan? Oh, I mean, this is, this really is lovely. Yeah. And this is the wine that I would love to serve with some really nice uh, spicy Thai food uh, because the, uh, the wine is soft but not uh, lacking in, in acidity in any way. So it has a perfect balance. It's got a real nice regional character. Distinctive uh, varietal components, uh, sort of like a, a white, um, what you'd call it, almost a, a clove and tea component, uh, mm-hmm. sort of a dried, almost a gingery note. Beautiful, beautiful structure and uh, with wonderful acidity uh, and really needs to have some uh, Thai food to go with it. Oh, definitely. That would be the perfect, perfect pairing. But wait a minute. 
I'm the master of homemade uh, linguine vongole. Uh, there you go. Linguine There's another and clams. Dish. There we go. That well, would the work briny, great. The briny dishes would go fabulous with that, but I would also add a little bit of lime or lemon to the dish so that you can offset some of the acidity that's in here, too. Give it that hmm. nice contrasting aromatic as well as, as uh, acid structure. This is a, a beautifully balanced wine, and if you serve it uh, too warm, it, it just doesn't really show itself the way it really does when it's served nice and cool. What you uh, I consider you the laydown king. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, this would probably go at least three to five years and probably longer. I mean, wow. the structure is gorgeous. Sauvignon Blanc, what's the uh, year again? 2016. Whoa, okay. Fresh off the Fresh off the line. boat. <laughs> yes, and available, uh, guys, at Bottle Barn? Or yes. will be. No, we've not. got this. Oh. This is uh, stacked. we got three or four cases sitting out there. Instant Ready wine. Ready to be picked up. That is, <laughs> that is beautiful. I really, okay. And reasonably priced, I might add, because there's a lot of wine out there that is over overpriced. This is not. Yeah. All right. Uh, what do we got there, uh, Ed? All right. Julie? Ed? So this is our 2014 Mother Clone Zinfandel. What does that mean, Mother Clone? You know, there was this great practice among the old neighbors. Um, because when, I think a mother-in-law, and I don't yeah, want to. Yeah, no. Never wanted to clone <laughs> no, no, no. my mother-in-law. <laughs> no. no, but your mother. Not your mother, you know. So there was this great practice of, among the old neighbors that when you got ready to plant your vineyard, you would go mm. next door to your neighbor and you would take cuttings from his vineyard. You would, you would borrow wood is the term. And then you would come back and you'd graft it onto your roots and away you'd go and you'd have a new vineyard. And all these old Italian guys living out in Dry Creek Valley, all good friends and good neighbors. So they would take cuttings from one another. There's a, a little bit of a story, and you know how stories in the wine business goes. We don't really know how true it is, but that one of uh, one of our old growers at one time, someone asked him, Niven, what is what is the the clone on this Zinfandel? And he said, "Clone, this is the mother the mother clone. It comes from the mother vineyard, and it just meant that it was it was somebody knew the best cuttings to take, the ones that had the least virus, um, and that was where you where everyone got their cuttings. Gotcha. So we we cloned the term we we coined the term mother clone. It's actually trademarked. It's kind of fun. Uh, we we coined that term to to sort of pay homage to that." Wonderful old neighborly practice of borrowing wood from your neighbor. So Dan, mm-hmm. I'm gorgeous. Bl- I'm wine blown violets away. and black cherries and a little trace of pepper. Um, a little, almost a subtle, almost a nutmeg uh, in the aftertaste. I mean, just a gorgeous wine. And uh, there are a lot of Zinfandels out there that are made from riper fruit. But this one is from ripe but not overripe fruit. This is just stunning. And it gives you the real character of Dry Creek Valley. Beautiful wine and needs uh, probably some lamb to go with it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Mike, do, lamb burger. Mm. do you have any lamb? Lamb? I'm thinking lamb with a little rosemary, a little mm-hmm. garlic on the grill. Oh, God. Go. Maybe make a, little, make a little sauce somehow. So much for my chicken I was going to cook tonight. Mm-hmm. Now i got to go get <laughs> lamb. <laughs> no, it's not. That is amazing. Yeah, it's a stunning wine, and and as I pointed out a moment ago, is that a lot of these wines that are coming out with 15 and 16 and 17 percent alcohol, they have nothing on this wine. This this wine really uh, sings its characteristics, as opposed to try. It doesn't try to blare. It tries to be elegant. It tries to be uh, more of an aria than it is. Uh, 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 it, 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 it's not just the timpani. It's got a whole lot of other 
And uh, it's what you've come to expect from uh, Pedro and Chelsea. Absolutely. Yeah. Structure and balance. Yeah. This, is, this is so much um, just speaks to what we believe in in terms of stylistically. Um, you know, people often ask me, you know, what is your favorite thing to pair with, with like your, your mother clones in? Oh, that's good. Well, frankly, my favorite thing to pair with this wine is a glass. We have to hang out after this show. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the great and the nice thing about this and, and Zinfandel as a category in today's market has changed dramatically since the Petroncelli's started doing this, you know, not, not quite 90. Well, they were growing grapes 90 years ago, but stylistically things have changed so much that now when you hear the word Zinfandel, you immediately think of these enormous fruit bomb wines that are real high alcohol, very luscious in the mouth. And that first sniff and first sip, they're just, they're wow, they're, because they're so big and bold. And then you get about halfway through the glass. Yeah, but when you drop one of the W's and you get ow. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what happens the next day. I always call yeah. it about, you know, slapping me in the face. Yeah, I and it is. Like and these, these wines are slapping you in the face. And, and you get about halfway through your glass and you're getting a little tired of it. And by the time you're at the bottom of your glass, you're looking around to see what else there is to drink. And, and I love this. I think more than anything I love about this wine is you can enjoy a glass, you can enjoy a second glass, and you can actually still focus to pour the third glass. That's kind of a bonus. Um, but it's nice that, it's that, that it's clean enough. It's got that fruit. And we don't, Monse, who's, she's got this wonderful Spanish accent. So some of The her, winemaker. Yeah, yes. our winemaker. So some of her little terms really come across great. And one of the things she said one day is she said, we don't make fruit bombs, we make spice bombs. And so... I, was, I sat down with her yesterday, and we actually tasted the 2007, which was her first vintage there. And we were both sitting at the, at the, in the executive room, which is the old family dining room in the kitchen, at the family table. And we're sitting there tasting this wine, and, and we both were picking up some spice that neither one of us could quite identify wasn't quite cinnamon. And we both sort of landed on maybe nutmeg. So when Dan said, when Dad said <laughs> nutmeg, I went... That was, he's tasted a lot more wine than I have. So if he says nutmeg, I'm going with nutmeg. Okay. Uh, Sajiv? I have a question. So uh, Dan mentioned that, you know, this brings about true characteristics of Dry Creek, you know. So can you just tell us what are those true characteristics or those signature marks of the Dry Creek ABA that kind of differentiate them from other ABAs? And mm -hmm. I think it's really that combination between the spice and the fruit. To me, all the Dry Creek Valley Zinfandels that I have tasted – Really, in whoever the winemaker is, there's always that at the bottom line. And it is that, um, I don't know, I, I, you can't call it proprietary because I think you find spice in other grapes. But I think for, for Dry Creek Valley and Zinfandel, it's that spicy berry that just nicely in balance. And uh, I think that's its hallmark. The other thing that I get out of Dry Creek Zinfandel is, uh, you know those little teeny uh, strawberries that are wild strawberries? They're oh, really yeah. small ones. Oh, yeah. 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 If you ever see those and you're walking through the forest, you pick one, you put, put it in your mouth, you'll never forget that flavor. So mm -hmm. isn't it interesting, Dan, that whenever you hear people describe Zinfandel, typically it's boysenberry is the, the berry that they'll – they'll, or raspberry, I guess, is another one. Right. But I think you're right dead, dead on with – 
wild strawberry because there's a strawberry characteristic mm-hmm. to Zinfandel and especially Dry Creek. That as is long as the grape is not harvested overripe. overripe. And there's yeah. there you really nailed it when you said it's ripe but not overripe. And I don't know whether you, you speak a little bit of Italian by now. So where Julie's grandparents are from way up in the northern part of Italy, we're talking nine kilometers from the Swiss border. Northern. I'm going to say mezza, mezza. Yeah. Here we go. Italian knowledge. But Pedroncelli is, is actually um, Italian for amazing spice. Whoa. That's not true, but it's a good story. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to ask uh, my business partner, who yeah. speaks fluent Italian, uh, if that was the no. case. And uh, it's the last name of a very famous family. Okay. <laughs> uh, Barry from Bottle Barn, uh, your thoughts on all this? And it, this obviously a, available. At, oh yeah, at yep. the barn. We always have the Zinfandel. This is beautiful, very soft. I, two weeks ago, I went to the Zap tasting, where you taste about sixty different Zinfandels. Zinfandels, and, yeah. I, I don't think I tasted one that was in this style and this softness, kind of a nice camphor sweetness in the nose and just really elegant. Doesn't need to be aged, ready to go tonight, but I'm sure you have bottles that have lasted 10, yeah. 15, I 20 just years. Had, I had the 07 yesterday. It was beautiful. Yeah. Dan, yeah, how beautiful. long would you lay this down? Well, I'm a big fan of drinking Zinfandel fairly young because and really? I've had experience with aging them and we have a few 77s and 76s in the cellar left over, but Bottom line is that you lose so much fruit, and this wine is really an exotic wine. It's from a fabulous vintage of 2014. It's a great, great vintage, and this wine will age as well as you want it to, three to five, six, six or eight years. But for every additional year, you lose some fruit. You lose something. Yeah. And oh, and wow. why drink Zinfandel when it's lost any of its fruit? It's zesty right now. Just get it and drink it. You know I. Uh, not that I have a, a great palate or anything, but I mean, Zinfandel sort of started letting me down a few years ago because so much of it was slapping me in the face, as Ed was talking about. And, you know, I kind of just, well, you know, I'm into Pinots and this and that, like Merlot. Uh, but this, Zin. Totally different. Totally different. Yeah. It's yeah. silky and smooth and is not... Hitting me on the head. But, but in spite of the fact that it's silky and smooth, it also has good acidity, so it works beautifully with food. Right I think that's, that's something that our winemaker, Monse, talks about often, is that, that finding the perfect ripeness for Zinfandel is such a, cha- a task because Zinfandel is famous for ripening unevenly. So being able to get the flavors of ripeness, keep the acidity, keep the alcohol within reason – and not get that raisin, fl- raisin flavor. It, it's it, it's those, a real, real t- Those younger order. winemakers who walk the vineyard and wait until every last grape turns red, it's too late. Yeah. You because pick them early. on that yeah, same bunch, you have yeah. raisins. That's right. Yeah, And that, yeah. that raisin flavor is going to overwhelm whatever whatever normal flavor is there. This is spectacular. That's all I, I can say. I was going to say, a lot of the older Zinfandels I've had have kind of taken on Cabernet sort of. Uh, characteristics and in, I actually miss the young vibrant fruit that goes away I mean it's still a beautiful wine but it just has different components that that aren't there you know down the road it's it just it, when it's young and fresh and right out of the gates like this wine soft not really tannic it's beautiful and then in time it just becomes more like a Cabernet you, know, you get one or two notes um, I don't know I just miss the the, vi- the spice flavor that you were talking about mm-hmm. oh, that's unique to dry creek and all this uh, available at bottle barn yep mm. of course at great prices that's if you can find the store 
<laughs> GPS. Yes. <laughs> Three letters. It's the best secret. It's, they're going to start. They're going to remove the sign like they do in Bolinas. You know. Right. So yeah. The secret. Keep the yeah. Secret. Well, <laughs> I mean, bottle barn. What can you say? I mean, hey, guys, it's where I go to buy wine. Yeah. Well, that's what we say on our commercial that just ran, uh, where wine country buys their wine, yeah. and who wouldn't? And of course, the uh, the beer selection second to none. The same with the spirits. And what's happening with our, uh, yeah, our sake thing? Sake. We keep losing our salesperson that was going to come on, so we're trying to find somebody else. But <laughs> okay. the sake department is growing in the meantime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And right. uh, we are going to get something off the ground. I'm working with Jason on we're that. We're going to so. do a sake tasting. Yeah. And then we're working sake. on a, a rosé tasting also. Okay. Yeah. And rosé is hot right now. We have a great selection over there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, one of the things I wanted to mention was, you know, we one of the guys at our store today said, you know, we really underplay our team and the knowledge that they have because our team has a lot of expertise. So I think that's one of the things that we have to start letting people know that all of our guys, whether it's the wine guys, spirit guys, or the beer guys, all of them have excellent knowledge. No, and we want to get them on. It doesn't have to be on on this show, but on other days of the week. Sure. uh, Who's uh, the beer guy? Zach is the beer guy. Uh, Jason is the spirits guy. And both of them have amazing knowledge. I think it was Jason who was in... Oh, yeah, he's been in before. Yeah, yeah. He's and, done and Zach as apparently Zach has not been, but he's shy. He's so. shy. That's what uh, Ben Pearson said two yeah. years ago. He said he's he doesn't want to go on the radio, but yeah. well, we'll but, figure but it the out. ladies love him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's easy on the eyes. Um, I want to talk about the uh, Pedrincelli tasting room, etc. We got to take a traffic break, and we'll be back to wrap up California wine country on the Wednesday drive. All right, we are back. Thanks, Michael. Five fifty-two. Uh, let's talk about, uh, uh, well, let me refresh here. Uh, Julie Pedrincelli St. John is here with her husband, Ed St. John, my co-host, Dan Berger, and our friends, Sajiv and Barry from, uh, Bottle Barn, who brings you this fun segment every week. And we've won two international awards over the last, uh, three years for this uh, segment. And we're very proud. Uh, let's. I want to talk quickly about the tasting room. You're open 10 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. every day, except major holidays and special events. Now, that includes Thanksgiving, Christmas uh, Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Day, and Easter Sunday, and Mike DeWald's birthday. So other than that, uh, you guys are open. Explain where you are and what to do for people who want to. Right. Visit Pedro and Shelley. Well, our, our door is always open for anybody who would like to stop by. We're um, located on Canyon Road in beautiful Geyserville, kind of the northeast corner of Dry Creek Valley. And we have a couple of picnic decks and a bocce court. So if anybody wants to come and enjoy that, they're more than welcome. I've but, been there, and I just love I love it. Ah, wonderful. Well, you get to look out o- over all the Zinfandel growing right next door to the tasting room, and it's a beautiful view. And... I always like the sunset, although if you would like to come out there, it's a beautiful view, and the sun just sets to the west, and uh, enjoy a glass of our Mother Clones Inn or any of other, our other wines there. So you, uh, if you come during the week, if you come at lunchtime, you can be introduced to our now world-famous social media icon, Dirk the dog, he has his own hashtag. Yes, Dirk. We talked about Dirk hashtag last time. Julie was in. Yeah. Hashtag Dirk the dog on Facebook Love and Instagram. Dirk. Uh, he loves to be the one that is sort of the reason he and our grandchildren are the reason that we practice sustainable farming so that we can make sure that when he comes in after his walk at lunchtime and licks his paws, we're in good shape. 
Yeah, Mike says that about me when I come in. It's that whole licking your, you know, why does he lick his paws? paws, Why does he lick his paws? Because he can. Uh, (laughs) Oh, there's another joke there. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We got it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a different segment. If we had time, I'd go off on it. uh, The other thing Julie didn't mention is we are celebrating our 90th anniversary this year. So at several of the major events, um, Passport and things like that that we're participating in. There'll be some fun giveaways and, and acknowledgement of that. We're doing a, an event in August, on August 12th. It'll be likely 11 to 4. The details are still coming together. Um, we're going to do a sit-down tasting, and it'll have some older vintages, and we're hoping that a, a fellow who we all might be familiar with is going to participate in, in that. Um, maybe give us some color commentary that Mr. Berger, we're hoping, will... <laughs> Will join us for that and give us some color commentary. Well, you know, we have to pay him five thousand every show. So That's, yeah, I know he's giving know me a discount. He, he's gonna, <laughs> just he said he'll take it in trade for that? wine. Because um, because I'm sure Dan doesn't have enough wine showing up at his house every day. Right. No. Um, hey, well, so that's, one, one well, more thing which fun. you forgot is that Jim Pedrangeli is getting. Honored as an icon of Sonoma County. You want to talk about that? Yes, oh, the I- icons. In fact, Mike, did you print that out? Did I lose it? Uh-oh. Pardon me? It's stuck in the printer. It's stuck in the printer. Okay. Right. Yeah, because yeah. we got some emails today on this. This is the icons of Sonoma County, the wine yes. icons. Yeah, talk yes. about that. The Sonoma County Vintners Sonoma County Barrel Auction um, has uh, is honoring um, three members of the wine community, and my dad, Jim Pedrincelli, is one of them, along with Jim Bunshu and Angelo San Giacomo. Right on. And uh, it's just a wonderful honor um, just uh, to just to have him be recognized as somebody who has uh, supported Sonoma County for so many years. I mean, I remember him going out on tour long before I ever went out on the road. And he worked very hard and tirelessly um, on behalf of Sonoma County in many, many different ways. And so it's just a wonderful honor to have him be, uh, be part of that. And yeah. one of the nicest men in the history of wine. Ah, Oh, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> and when is that again? Because we've we've covered oh, this every year. But right. it's a, the uh, auction is April twenty first, and uh, we are actually have we'll have a barrel um, one time only uh, noventa uh, in honor of our um, homage to our home ranch, um, a blend. Um, Very cool. Named in memory of our ninetieth anniversary. So well, noventa is Italian for ninety, and yeah. we're doing the blend is going to be primarily Zinfandel. Was, which is what's been growing on the ranch since the turn of the 20th century with some Petit Syrah blended in and some Sangiovese. So while it's not actually a field blend, the concept there is it is aiming toward what those field blends were meant to do, and that is to be a, a great wine uh, for drinking but clearly very food-friendly, and it's one time only. Um, so, Well, every, every uh, other week on Tuesdays, we have uh, Carissa Cruz from the Grape Growers with Off the Vine. She was in yesterday, and then next Tuesday, Gene uh, Arnold Sessions is back. We do the Vintners vibe with the Sonoma County Vintners. So we'll be talking more uh, next week about that whole event and your dad and everything that's going on. It's very cool. Great. Thank you. All right. Uh, thanks so much. Uh, to uh, Julie Pedrincelli St. John, her husband Ed St. John from Pedrincelli, our friends who bring you uh, California, the award-winning California wine country on KSRO every Wednesday. Uh, Sajiv and uh, Barry from Bottle Barn. Thanks, guys. You need to come Thank in you. more, man. You yeah. don't call me enough. <laughs> I have to right, practice it. I, I like your voice. You know the whole 
deep thank you voice. Very much. Thank yeah, you very much. Yeah, I got to get that too. You know? yeah, yeah, I yeah. thought my voice was deep, but yeah. <laughs> but thank you. It's always fun being on the show. Yeah, thank you know, we'll call you more. I, we just figure you're so damn busy, but uh, Barry's in almost every week, and yeah. and we'll continue. But we got to get you in more. I'm getting uh, nine seconds now from Mike Dan Berger. As always, thank you, buddy. We'll see thank you next you. week. All right, have a great uh, Wednesday night. We'll be back on the Thursday Drive with Bruce News and Brewaha. Hello, Sonoma County.